With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Afternoons on SEN. In seven days' time, the Big Bash will commence and it starts in Manuka in Canberra. It will be the Sydney Thunder taking on the Melbourne Stars and we'll get a look at one of the Melbourne Stars draftees and he's 27-year-old Englishman Luke Wood. He's been kind enough to join us, taking pick 23 in the BBL draft. Luke, appreciate your time. Welcome to the show. No, thanks for having me on. Mate, are you excited? I'm sure I know that... uh, uh, T20 cricket is massive back in England and we get all that and Australia has tried to, to follow suit and you've got a chance to put your wares on show playing for the Melbourne Stars. Yeah, it's going to be a great comp. Um, obviously, I've been over there for a little bit of time now. So, got used to the heat, well, <laughs> when it's been hot in Melbourne. And then, um, and then yeah, I'd meet all the boys sort of either later on tonight or tomorrow. Um, and stuff so yeah I'm looking forward to it it's going to be a, a great competition and um, hopefully I can do it some justice Yeah interesting enough of course uh, the Shield because uh, Sheffield Shield now goes into hiatus and we've still got our test series uh, with the West Indies and then South Africa but the focus does certainly centre around the Big Bash so interesting enough you've been here yeah. you played in the you know you're part of the the the, the white ball team for 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 England. Um, what have you done in the yeah. in the in the other time? What what does Luke Wood do waiting to meet his new teammates, the Melbourne Stars, in the meantime? Well, I mean, I was I was um, I was planning on going to the um, T Ten in Abu Dhabi, but I sort of pulled the pin on that. I had a couple of things I needed to do here um, and um, work on, so yep. pulled the pin on that. So I've been staying in Melbourne since then, uh, since the end of the ODI series. So, I mean, it's just been a case of I've been doing a fair bit of training, um, trying to get around to all the sort of spots that have been recommended and all that stuff. Uh, I haven't managed to play golf yet, which I'm maybe slightly <laughs> disappointed about. Um, so maybe when all the lads get here, I might be able to go and, go and play. But um, no, it's, it's a great city and I look forward to being part of the Stars. Yeah, it's interesting. You've got to cover some territory, don't you, when you're playing in the Big Bash? And I know you've, you know, you've, as I said, you've yeah. been around the the system for a while now as a 27 year old, of course, uh, and the like. But this this Big Bash, it's a big country, Australia. So when you're going to, across to WA to play, or up to Queensland, or down to Tassie, there's there's plenty of travel involved. That's all part of the preparation. Yeah, I mean, I got a taste of it because this is my, I mean, it's my first time in Australia in general, so. Um, I mean, I got with the sort of being a reserve for the World Cup as well. I got a fair taste of the the travelling around and um, sort of the fairly short plane journeys. I mean, I didn't didn't go to Perth, so um, thankfully I survived that that plane journey. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's just it's just something that I think it just goes part and parcel with the competition. Um, I mean, it's only like I suppose it's only like jump on a a bus for an hour or two hours, whatever it is. So. Um, yeah, maybe I, I'm not entirely sure 
when the scheduled travel days are, but it's not. I wouldn't see it as too big a problem. I mean, if I was doing maybe five or six hour flights every day, then I'm, I'm not sure I'd be too happy. But apart, no, apart from that, it's all good. It's it's it's, it's not too uh, not too much. You you played a handful of of T20 internationals against Pakistan. What was that like? What's that experience yeah. like? And you know, as I said, you, you're sort of a bowling all rounder. What are you bringing to the stars? And 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 that international experience against Pakistan. What was that like? Yeah, so um, it was obviously yeah, like I said, my my debut in Pakistan for uh, like T Twenty cricket. So that, I mean, that was obviously a historic trip in itself. Um, I mean, I'd been lucky enough to go over to Pakistan and play in the PSL in uh, sort of January, February, anyway. So it was kind of uh, like familiar sort of surroundings um, and how how everything that goes with it, sort of the security and the hotels, and were very much similar. So. Um, that probably prepared me for it in a, in a way, and then no, it was just great, sort of great experience. Uh, Pakistan, obviously, a world class side, as you saw, getting to the final of the World Cup as well. So, um, it, it, they were sort of a great opportunity to play against, and and just sort of breaching international cricket. Um, I had a pretty good summer, so it was nice that that came at the end of it, and then and then sort of a different kettle of fish being involved in the World Cup and sort of the ODIs against Australia. So uh, just sort of, yeah, like you said, I'm 27 now, so I've been around a little bit. You must have been been buzzed up. You must have been buzzed up by the World Cup success and you must be buzzed up also by what took place over there in Pakistan at Royal Pindi overnight in the last five days of that test match. They're all your mates over there playing. uh, England cricket is absolutely on a high, is it not? Yeah, no, I think, um, I think obviously we we were, we we had the, the massive highs of the World Cup, so the, the ODI series after was always going to be challenging with the the scheduling and the um, sort of bringing lads over from England and lads been away from home for a long time. So it's always going to be challenging. And obviously Australia are a good good side, so um, you sort of take what you can from that. But um, yeah, the the um, World Cup was great, um, and I, I don't think any anyone can can complain about anything to do with that. And then I, I was I stayed up to watch the end of the test last night on my laptop so mm-hmm. um that was that was brilliant I, I think you can see what sort of Ben Stokes and McCullough has done for that test side and and how sort of thrilling it is to watch and really make an impact in test cricket so now it's great to see them do well uh, incredible and uh but it's also the playing group as I talked about with it's much as you know Baz McCullum's there and also and a few other new assistant coaches and you go to the white ball team and of course uh, coming out of that World Cup and you've got Matthew Mott in charge with a bit yeah. of help from Mike Hussey and the like. It's just fresh. Everything's fresh about the England cricket at the moment and and what they did and the way that that game was played and, and Pakistan as well, that test match as well. It's just so refreshing. We, you know, we've ploughed through five days of a test match in WA between uh, the West Indies and Australia, which Australia won, but it just yeah. goes to show that cricket can be played at different levels, at different speeds and it's great that England have, have, have taken that on board. Yeah, I mean, I think you can obviously see what um, sort of Owen Morgan did previously with the the white ball side, um, and how you can see how that now translates into how sort of maybe Stokes and McCullum obviously naturally aggressive both themselves. So mm. you can see how it translates, and it's it's nice to see that um, you can play. It's nice that you can play Test cricket in in different styles. So obviously, that's obviously not always how. Mm. necessarily the lads are going to bat so they're not necessarily going to go at six and seven over for 100 overs in both innings but um, 
no, it just shows adaptability and and to actually force a result on that pitch where it was was probably one of the flattest pitches they've probably played on. Um, so to get to get a win there just shows the the versatility of players and how you can adapt from one to the other. And it's not just a test cricket has to be played at one particular pace. I mean, I watched I watched a lot of the um, Australia Test match anyway. Um, I mean, I love watching cricket, so I had the Australia game on the TV and then mm. the England game on my laptop. But um, yeah, it just shows like different styles of play and and, and how it, how it suits the opposition and, and the home team. So it's it's just it's just it's just nice to see them, like you said, quite refreshing. This is not pointing at one of your teammates and one of your your, your mates over there, the compatriots. Of course, I'm talking about. Joe Root, but you're an all-round-up bowler predominantly. So we know you can bat, but it's yeah. all about your bowling. Now, Joe Root decided yeah. he was going to bat left-handed in the test match for a couple of overs. Yeah. Now, if you're a bowler, yeah. you have to tell the batsman through the umpire you are coming around the wicket or over the wicket. Yet, as a batsman, right, yeah. you can reverse sweep or you can stand back. Do yeah. you think as a bowler you should be able to, and not that you're going to, run up and bowl either side of the wicket without having to inform the umpire and or the batter at the other end? Uh, I wouldn't say so. I mean, um, I mean, credit to Joe Rear, you, you, he actually and he practices that a lot and he actually plays it very well. So it's probably easier for him in that sense. Um, that obviously just shows how, how good he is. Um, yeah, but true. no, I, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say particularly. I, I think... Batters can do what they like. <laughs> that's but that's not a level playing field really for like. you. So, so you give you give the no, batter, just, you give the batter a free free lineup to say I'm going to come around here, and then you know where the ball's going to come from. But as a batter, if they switch hit, yeah. maybe not maybe not turn the batter around and he bats that way. But the switch hit is it changes your line, it changes the possibility of the wide calls, it changes a few aspects. It seems yeah. as though the bowler's at a disadvantage. Yeah, I mean at the same time, I mean, if someone's if someone's good enough to switch at you for six, being a seamer, then that's fair play. I'll True. take it. <laughs> True. Fair enough. Hey, can I just mention, uh, you'd be disappointed, Glenn Maxwell, unfortunately, uh, would have been huge to, to be yeah. uh, a, a part of that. I mean, a huge blow for the Melbourne Stars and, and Aussie cricket because he is one of the most exciting in the in the T20 format. You must be disappointed by that, but I'm sure he'll be around the group. Yeah, I mean, um, it's always going to be hard to, Replace someone of Maxi's quality, um, and you've seen, from, you know, obviously seen over here what Maxi can do and whatever. So, and he's obviously a three-facet player, so um, he, he's he's probably not. Well, yeah, he's not replacing him. I don't think. I think it's pretty much impossible. Um, but it's just having the right structure around it to accommodate what you're missing, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sure he'll be around. I mean, I, I was training the other day, and he was he was in, so I did a bit of work with him and batting wise and stuff. So it's it's um, nice. He'll he'll definitely be around, and I'm obviously sure he wants. He's pretty keen to uh, get involved still, and and whether that's strategically or whatever he can do. I mean, I think he's still on maybe still on crutch at the moment, so I don't know how much he can do. But having his presence there will be a boost for everyone anyway. No doubt. So uh, your bottom line is you've got uh, well, you've got your first game this week uh, in a week's time, should I say, next week, December thirteen, over there in Canberra, of course, uh, against the, the Thunder. 
And then you've got a, a couple of games back in Melbourne, the MCG, of course, which is a big game. It's going to be the first home game for the Stars, and we will celebrate Shane Warne's contribution to the Stars. And if people want to go, melbournestars.com.au, head to Ticket Tech. So you just mentioned you're going to get together as a group. Is that as a collective group? So all the imports come in, like Hilton Cartwright and, and Stoinis and all those guys come from their respective states and all join up. That'll be the first you get together, and then, and then you basically head down, bum up for the rest of the series. Yeah, so, um, I mean, because we've got quite a lot of lads from out of Melbourne, or Victoria, sorry, I should say, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, there's quite a lot of lads who are obviously coming in from there. So, um, And like I said, this, the Shield game didn't finish till Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they'll be coming in. So it's the first time that you'll probably see everyone as, as a whole. I mean, we've got like a content day tomorrow. Um, and then... We'll have, I think, I think we have a maybe a, a golf day um, the day after, it's like a group thing. So, see, like get get everyone together, get the the team sort of spirit and morale up and stuff, and the camaraderie. And um, yeah, I think, and then it's like a maybe a practice game and a bit of training. And then off we go to Canberra. So it'll soon it'll come around quite quickly, and um, I'm sure the lads will be keen to get stuck in. Uh, one last one for you, and it comes off the text line, one of our listeners. Uh, could you please ask, Luke, has he ever played in a stadium under a roof? Because that's where Marvel Stadium, you've got that match at the Docklands in yeah. the second week of January. Have you ever played in a stadium with a roof? No, unfortunately in England, we we don't um, <laughs> we don't have stadiums with roofs. Uh, you, could, you could probably deal with it with England's weather. Um, I imagine so. But no, I, the, clo- the, the, the closest I've come is, Indoor cricket when I was a kid, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a little bit bigger than that. Hey, mate, appreciate your time. Uh, well done. Uh, look forward to seeing your wares uh, over the next couple of months uh, for part of the Big Bash. And as I mentioned, your first game is this time next Tuesday against uh, the the Sydney Thunder. But then, of course, it is at home for the for the, uh, the your first home game. Looking forward to that one. That is on Friday, December 16. Appreciate your time, Luke. And uh, a very belated welcome to Australia. I know you've been here a while, mate. And again, Congratulations for being a part of the of the World T20 World Cup squad. Well done. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Thanks for your time. There is Luke Wood joining us, of course, a 27-year-old Englishman, part of the Big Bash. Have you got interest in the Bash? I have. I've got renewed interest in it. I think I'd like to attach myself to a team. I wonder which team I'll attach myself to. Uh, don't forget, wherever you care, open line 1300 736 736, or you can 40 Winks Temper Text us 0433981116. A break, come back. Your calls, your texts, and anything else you want to chat about, that's next. This is Afternoons on SEN 1160.